We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. They haven't won a World Series in a century or so. So what? They're here. Every April, they're here. The 105 or 705, there is a game. If it gets rained out, guess what? They make it up to you. Does anyone else in your life do that? It's time for Hit and Run. Don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascists. Throw some ground balls. It's more democratic. Cubs and White Sox conversation every Sunday morning till Cubs first pitch. Any bet against my Sox this series is a sucker bet. Of course, I'm not a gambling man. Hosted by Matt Spiegel. I want the absolute truth here. Are you 100%? Yeah, well, I about something like that you better you want to make this team connecting with you the baseball fanatic there's no crying in baseball no crying hit and run on sports radio 670 the score 670 the score.com and the radio.com app good morning to you baseball fans what's up it's sunday morning it's hit and run on 670 the score and my goodness There is a tremendous amount of interesting baseball stuff happening in this city. The the continued showcasing of a flat-out ace on the south side with Lucas Giolito. You have the wise and aging John Lester knowing how to make adjustments and pitch to the best possible outcome for the stuff as he has it right now. You have a, a, a still a fairly young cub that I just I refuse to give up on, and I wonder if you guys have given up. I've given up on people before and been proven wrong. Sometimes you hold on to people for too long and they never develop, and you feel like a jamoke. But boy, gotta find that patience. I have for you the reliever that the Cubs are targeting. I know they have been for a while. I suspect they'll get it done in trade, and it would be the perfect addition. Along with that comes, for me, this vision I, I, I had. I had a vision yesterday, people. Just, whoo, just flashed before my eyes. I saw it. And the vision was the shutdown, multifaceted, postseason bullpen for the Chicago Cubs. And it's a bullpen that doesn't utilize Carl Edwards Jr., or Brandon Morrow, or Kyle Ryan, or some of the other guys, not Dylan Maples. Those guys aren't part of it, and they don't need to be. I mean, some of those guys have possibilities, some do not, but I don't want to count on any of those guys for this particular postseason run in the middle of your winning window. And I had the vision yesterday of how it all can come together. I see who the different guys are, what they're – different roles could be and why you'd keep certain guys. And, oh, man, I started started to get a little excited. I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie because I think the Kimbrell edition, and that's, oh, yeah, by the way, the biggest story of the week is the Craig Kimbrell edition for the Chicago Cubs is it's it has the potential to be absolutely massive. And he'll get a couple weeks 
I don't think it'll be as late as some people think. I know uh, I just heard, I think, Tony Andraki from NBC Sports, who does a great job covering the Cubs over there, says that the word around the, um, the media is the end of June. Was it June 29th? Something like that. I think it could be sooner than that. I think it could be sooner. I think it'll be just, just a couple of weeks. Is, uh, is a rumor I heard around the ballpark. So, and that includes when he showed up this past Friday. So, you know, what are we looking at? Could be 10, 11 days. Um, and Joe Madden will wait and he'll be handed his guy. But we have reports from what it was like to watch Craig Kimbrell in the bullpen yesterday, throwing that session for the very first time in front of Tommy Hotovy and others. So, man, there's a ton of stories to discuss with you from the week, and we will do so all morning long at 312-644-6767. Chris Kamka is coming up at 945 to do Cam Connections. Stat Nuggets from the the Sultan of Stat over at NBC Sports Chicago. He'll uh, be with us for some uh, some White Sox and some Cubs, as he always is. Ron Coomer is going to come on at 11 o'clock. I got to hang out with Ron Coomer the other night. He was an MC, was a co-MC for Hot Stove Cool Music. He and Lynn Bramer from WXRT were the co-MCs for what is my favorite event of every year, where the baseball and the music live side by side. If the voice is a little haggard, that's because I sang a lot and talked a lot to people because there's a lot of really fun people to talk to. Some of those people, oh, see, excuse me, hang on. Some of those people that I talked to, I uh, I was supposed to get on the air, either, you know, on tape. I was supposed to get those people and record with them. Oh, I've got, I've got stories for you on why, why today's guest co-host is not several people that I was targeting in the midst of rock and roll mania. Because, uh, you know, you ever try, do you ever have two jobs? You ever have two jobs and you try to do one while you're actually doing the other? And you think that maybe you can serve both jobs? And then in the end, you realize if you're trying to do both jobs, you're probably going to be giving each job like 75% of yourself, and that's not good for anybody. And then you just have to abort the mission to include the other job. Well, that was me. But it was a pretty ridiculous and absurd comedy of errors. But anyway, Ron Coomer will be here at 11 o'clock, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. Well, he'll be on the phone. So this is the rare hit and run. It's what I think it's the first one where I haven't had a guest co-host for a majority of the show, it's been really, really fun to do. Um, Jason Benetti uh, was a recent one and was just great. Bob Vorwald doing Cub, uh, or Cubs and White Sox conversation, really baseball on TV. That was great fun, and I have some really, really fun stuff coming up for you down the road. But today, it's a lot of me, and it's a lot of you. At 312-644-6767, you can text us at 67011. Uh, and by text us, I mean text me, Matt Spiegel. You can tweet at me, Matt Spiegel 670, or at Hit and Run 670, or you can tweet at Adam Studzinski, who is hustling all week and all morning to uh, help make this show great. And it should be a lot of fun today. You're going to hear the voice of Lucas Giolito today. You'll hear the voice of John Lester today. Hear the voice of Adam Wainwright today, who is pitching tonight for the Cardinals, in addition to everybody else that I mentioned. Can I go ahead and tell you that the who the reliever the Cubs are targeting? Can I can I go ahead and share this with you? And maybe you've known it, but trust me, they've been at this for a while since like the end of last year. And it's Will Smith, the left-hander for the Giants. It's not the Fresh Prince. Um, I'm sure that joke has been made in every write-up of this possibility of people targeting Will Smith. He is going to be traded. He is a free agent to be. 
It is a straight-up rental we're looking at. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2020. So, but he is really, really good. It's taken him a while. Drafted, I think, by Texas. He bounced around, was in Milwaukee. The Giants paid a lot for him in terms of trade in 2016. Here we are in 2019. He's about to finish all of his protected years, including the arbitration. And he's kind of finally become the pitcher that everybody thought he could be. It's a left-handed reliever, a guy who is closing games. I think he has 14 saves as of right now. And he has been used enough in his life and in this year and in the previous couple of years to be measured and know what we're looking at. I I, I want to give you one stat. Let, let's look at it through one stat. If you want to scroll through and look at saves or look at ERA or look at whatever you like to look at, that's fine. But I'll give you one. I'll give you weighted on base against. Okay? Now, this is like the on-base percentage that the opposition is achieving versus Will Smith. And the W in front of it, the weighted, means that you're comparing it to the rest of the league. So you're, you're giving it an immediate context. So you're not just looking at on-base. You're, you're taking the, the on-base against, and you're comparing it to other pitchers and all the other ballparks. You're using park factor in there. You're using as much as you can to provide context on just how good this number is, and you're equalizing it. You're normalizing it. So you can truly measure people against each other. Make sense? Good. Weighted on base against. Left-handed relievers in all of baseball. You ready? The fourth best weighted on base against for a left-handed reliever in baseball is Josh Hader of the Milwaukee Brewers. You know him. The third best weighted on base percentage against for all left-handed relievers And by the way, this is minimum 20 innings. So it's guys who've pitched enough to be measurable by this point in the season. So a minimum 20 innings, weighted on base against for lefty relievers. Josh Hader is fourth. Third best, Aroldis Chapman. You're familiar with him. Second best in all of baseball is Brad Hand of the Indians, the former Padre. Phenomenal late inning reliever. Trustworthy, high leverage guy. And somebody that, that any ball club would want, including the Cubs, he's been rumored for a long time. So fourth, Josh Hader. Third, Aroldis Chapman. Second, Brad Hand. And the best in the game is Will Smith. Number one among left-handed relievers in weighted on-base percentage against with a minimum of 20 innings. Woo! Yes, that's how good he's been. And so what do you give up for Will Smith? He's a free agent to be. This is a straight-up rental. Ian Happ, in exchange for four months and one postseason for a reliever who will not be your closer, he'll be a high leverage guy and very, very important, as important as your closer probably, and a guy who could close if Kimbrell can't on a given night. So is it worth giving up Ian Happ for four months of one pitcher and one postseason? 312-644-6767. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I told you how good this guy is. I know. I'm sure you want him. I know the Cubs want him. Do you give up the possibility of Ian Happ's entire first five, six, seven salary protected years in exchange for Will Smith? I think that's a tough ask for a straight up rental. If you believe Happ is going to be anything, how about Adbert Alzale? Can you really give up your lone and best pitching prospect 
who could be a starter, could help you in relief at some point, but is being groomed and seems ready to be a starter. Can you give up Alzale for Will Smith straight up? That's a tough ask, too. I can tell you that both of those names have come up and that the Giants wanted both of them. Wanted both of them, what I heard. Okay, so if they wanted both Alzale and Hap in a Will Smith deal, well, they have other relievers. They have other assets. There are other things that could possibly be involved. That's how conversations go. It gets bigger. It gets wider. You look at this guy. Then, oh, by the way, we have this problematic Mark Melanson contract. Maybe that gets in there. But, I mean, what do we do about that? And You know, the Cubs don't have the money. But, oh, by the way, they have this Ben Zobrist situation. But I think that's cleared itself up. And this apparently, all of this led to, you know what, let's just sign Craig Kimbrell instead. And they did. But they're not done because they need more. Would you give up Ian Happ for four months and a postseason, a single postseason of a left-handed reliever? They're talking about it. I can tell you that. And um, that is the right guy. Because with that comes this vision. I told you I had a vision of a Cubs postseason shutdown bullpen that doesn't utilize some guys that really scare the heck out of me still. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that at some point during the show. I'll, I'll map that out for you as I see it. But your thoughts are now open and welcome on Craig Kimbrell, the Cubs bullpen, and maybe I'll go ahead and give you those that image of the bullpen and what it can be. We'll also talk about John Lester from yesterday. We'll talk about a guy I refuse to give up on. And we will talk about Lucas Giolito. I, I declared him having arrived as an ace about a month ago. You remember that? We talked about it a lot here. Did one, the, one of these first segments of, of Hit and Run just kind of broke down what Giolito had done. I want to go down that path again with you probably in the second hour of the show. Because what he's doing now, it's, it's so cool, and it is so sensible. And it reminds me of so many conversations we've had with former ballplayers on this show and otherwise. Have a plan. Develop a plan. And once the plan works and you trust the plan, then everybody knows that's your plan, and then it's the cat and mouse game of adjustments. And then you can start mixing things in. But find whatever works. In the simplest terms possible, find whatever works and start there. And Giolito found it. And now he's working off it as your starting point. Last seven starts, Giolito with an ERA under one. 0.88 opponents are hitting 146 against him in the last seven starts. In every one of those starts, he's allowed five hits or fewer. Just doesn't give up hits. Just unbelievable. So we'll talk about Giolito and that plan a little bit in the next hour. Right now, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Dial it up and get involved on Hit and Run. At Matt Spiegel 670, 6711 via text. And uh, we'll take your calls next, and I will give you that image. I will share with you that image of the shutdown Cubs postseason bullpen that doesn't utilize a few guys that scare me and probably scare you. Also, stories from Hot Stove Cool Music on Friday night. And much, much more to come right here on Hit and Run. It is 670 The Score. They kept getting better and better. He, he kind of got away from his game plan in the first, and we paid for it. However, he got back on track, uh, and he kept getting better. And, of course, he wanted to stay in the game. And I hit for him right there. Had we scored some runs prior to that at bat that uh, Vic took, I, I was going to let him stay in and possibly bunt runners over. But it just ends up bases loaded, nobody out. you got to do something at that juncture, and he ends up with the win because of how well he uh, straightened things out. 
It's Joe Madden talking about John Lester and how he had straightened things out, how he had figured things out yesterday. Man, he just got destroyed in inning number one, did John Lester. And then settled down and gave you five more, giving up nothing. Such a such an adult, such a pro, such a tough-minded individual. You don't think of toughness very often when it comes to baseball guys. But that's just a dude who, who doesn't give in. When he needs to adjust, though, he does. And if you watched him yesterday, it was fascinating. I'll talk about that in a minute. And you'll hear from John Lester from an interview I did with him uh, one-on-one a little bit earlier in the week when I was doing pregame and postgame for Cubs broadcast here on 670 The Score. A lot of texts coming in at 670.11 about the possibility of giving up Ian Happ and his next five, six, seven years of salary control and potential in exchange possibly for a rental in Will Smith. Four months of a regular season and one postseason. Straight up rental. Would you do it? Here's Doug and Shorewood. Hey, Speaks, we gave up Glyber Torres for a rental. He had a much bigger upside than Ian Happ. I'm in on the Will Smith trade. That's true, but Araldis Chapman was a much more proven entity than even Will Smith. This texture says, sounds like you want Justin Wilson. It's funny that he says that. I got scared. As I was talking about Smith and I was, you know, as a lefty, how good he is. And he has closed before and he could close if Kimbrell needs a break. That sounded exactly like the Justin Wilson conversation. Justin Wilson then crumbled here and got wild and couldn't find the plate and seemingly did not have, was not ready for this atmosphere and this challenge. And that's very difficult to scout from afar, isn't it? How good is your pro scouting department? Who knows Will Smith? How honest will the Giants be with you about it? You got anybody in there? Got any, any anybody in that that organization who can have a conversation? Hey, Joe Madden, how tight are you with Bruce Bochy? Can you want to want to text Bochy and maybe talk this through a little bit? That kind of thing. This texture says Ian Happ and Carl Edwards. Give him Carl Edwards. This is Gary in Pingree Grove on 670 The Score. Gary, good morning, man. How you doing? Okay, great. Um, how quickly can we make that trade? I'm not a big <laughs> Ian Happ fan. He's hitting 223 uh, at AAA and still strikes out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, they sent him down there to develop and look at specific things as he's doing it. But, you know, at a certain point, you'd, you'd hope that he's figured it out and, 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 and going to improve down there. You're ready to do that one, Gary. Yeah, do you have a couple of, I've got a couple of bullpen guys i just as soon uh, not see on the roster. Who's that? Who do, who do you not want to see on the uh, roster? Kyle Ryan, uh-huh. Brad Brock, mm-hmm. and maybe, uh, maybe Edwards. He's too inconsistent, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the vision I have, I'll tell you, Gary, and I'll get to that later on, the vision I have for that postseason shutdown bullpen does not include either of those guys, any of those guys. The vision I have does not include Brad Brock, does not include uh, Kyle Ryan, does not include Carl Edwards, does not include Brandon Morrow, but it is a, a, a pretty, pretty damn full, full-on, useful, effective bullpen with, with everything that they need. Should I give it to you right now? All right, I, I'm going to give it to you right now. I, I can't make people wait, Adam. I mean, this is, you know, huh, when you got something like this, when it's that good conversationally, you're really just going to have to deliver it. Eventually, you are listening to 670 The Score, this hour of which is being brought to you by the Grand Geneva Resort and Spa, home of the Brute and the Highlands Championship Golf Courses, GrandGenevaGolf.com. Hey, and right now, let's do this. Be caller six to the contest line at 312-591-6700. 
and you could win a pair of tickets to the Chicago Dogs game on Sunday, June 30th, which includes a Chicago-style hot dog and a chance to throw out the first pitch. I will be broadcasting Hit and Run there, live from Impact Field before the game. So come hang out and enjoy Chicago Dogs baseball. I'm excited. I haven't been yet. I haven't been yet. We'll see if I get a chance to go between now and then, but I'll certainly go then and um, bet the family will will go to the game. I've heard it's a wonderful, fun thing to do and hoping for a uh, very special guest co-host on that day as well. But anyway, caller six right now. You get a pair of tickets. All right, here we go. I'll 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 make you wait no longer. Let's assume the Cubs make this shutdown bullpen edition of, uh, of Will Smith. Here's what you have, because I watched Tyler Chatwood close out yesterday, striking out the side, but then having to get one more out because of what should have been a pass ball. Did they change it to a pass ball? They called it a wild pitch at first. That was absolutely should have been a pass ball on Wilson Contreras. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you know that I have believed in Tyler Chatwood as a high leverage reliever possibility for weeks and weeks and weeks now, and I am still very much there. And there's reasons for it. Of course, there's the stuff, the swing and miss stuff that he has with that four-seam fastball that has very good carry and that nasty curve that has terrific break. And also, personally, what he has done in not crumbling after last year and in busting his hump to try and correct things and staying positive is a big deal. As a person... He knows how to get himself in the right mindset and how to improve and how to deal with pressure. Look what he's done. He's responded. And he's selfless enough to just be happy getting his bullpen chances and doing his job. He is beloved in that clubhouse. Those are good signs in terms of makeup and makeup matters in the bullpen. So I like Chatwood as part of this. So here, the, the deep, multifaceted shutdown bullpen, your swing and miss guys, and remember how little swing and miss stuff there was in this pitching staff to begin with. My very first hit and run this year, I broke down for you how little swing and miss stuff the Cubs had as an entire staff, let alone a bullpen. Now that Darvish is rolling, you see more of it. Now that Chatwood is in there, now that Strope is back, you see a bit more of it. Here are your swing and miss guys. Kimbrell, Will Smith, Pedro Strope and Tyler Chatwood. Some combination of those four guys as your final four, if that's what you want to do and just strike everybody out, there you go. If you want to use one of those guys as what Joe Madden likes to call his middle closer. Remember, it was Justin Grimm for a while. He'd show up in the fifth or sixth and get out of a jam. It was Carl Edwards for a while, and I think we'd all like to see that not be the case anymore. Maybe that guy in the postseason is Tyler Chatwood. He's your middle closer. Coming in to strike guys out, and go a little longer. Need him to go an inning or two? He could do it. So four. that's four. Kimbrell, Will Smith, Strope, and Chatwood are four swing and miss guys. And three of those guys have already been closers this season. The fourth guy is Chatwood, and I told you I like his makeup. Then you add in Steve Ciszek as your funky side armor to give you the different look. You could, of course, use him for a full inning in the eighth or the seventh, or you could just have him for situations to come in and get you a ground ball, to come in and throw strikes, not give up hard contact, ideally. That's what Steve Ciszek does. And you know he can be rested better. Oh, my God, you're going to have a rested Steve Ciszek? Well, you can protect him. You don't have to burn out his arm by letting him go 80 games. So that's C-Shack. Mike Montgomery is suddenly your second left-hander in that bullpen. He's your second lefty. 
So you can use him situationally if you want. If you really want to use him as a loogie, you can. But you know he can go longer than that. He could be like Chatwood, a guy to come in as your middle closer, or a guy to come in early. Either of them could and be your long man. But imagine getting to the sixth or seventh inning and you've got both Montgomery and Will Smith to utilize from the left side, along with everybody else I mentioned. And then Brandon Kinsler, who has refound his confidence and his stuff with the help of Tommy Hadovy, and maybe you've read about that stuff. It's been great. He really trusted Tommy Hadovy, and they figured it out. Kinsler's specialty is ground balls. That's his job. That's what he does. He's not a swing and miss guy. He has been a closer before, but I don't want him as my closer now. I do like him as a right-handed bullpen guy who comes in and gets ground balls, coming and get a double play. And remember, like ground ball guys are crucial and beloved by Theo and Jed as far back as Derek Lowe and the 2004 Red Sox. They, they, they got defense, got Orlando Cabrera, Orlando Cabrera, to play shortstop. I think it was. They gave up Nomar Garcia-Para. They wanted to improve their defense. They put Doug Minkiewicz over at first, put Orlando Cabrera at short. Then all of a sudden they have the defense. And Derek Lowe threw ground ball after ground ball after ground ball. All right, so there's seven. Do you need eight? Okay, well then who's the eighth guy? I guess it could be Brad Brock. I don't want it to be Brad Brock, but it could be. We'll see how pertinent he can be by the end of the year, to use Joe Madden's word. You don't have to worry about it being Carl Edwards. You don't have to worry about it being Brandon Morrow or Kyle Ryan. Don't need any of those guys. There's your vision. It's a pretty good bullpen. I feel pretty good about that one. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Western Conference champion Chicago Wolves would like to thank their loyal fans for making this 25th anniversary so special. Thank you and see you in October. Your thoughts via text at 67011. I am still not ready to give up on Edwards, sir. Good for you. We all, we all are, are, we get to that place at different times with certain people, right? I am ready to give up on, on Carl. I, 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 I myself am ready. I know that we have seen occasional bits of magic and occasional bits of stability and excellence since he has come back from the minor leagues. And it's not about the numbers or the success rate for me. It's about which Carl are you getting from moment to moment. I need to trust that. And, and, and I don't. No texture. They did not get Will Smith if you jumped in late. They, um, they, they did not. Texture says Carl Edwards has given up three runs in a month. Or three months in a month? I don't know what he means. But anyway, it's not about the numbers for Carl. It's not. I've seen it. He's, he's said himself he has a hard time in knowing exactly which guy he's going to be when he shows up between bullpen and mound. I just, I, I, need, I need more consistency. So there's my seven. Okay, John Lester. I told you I was going to get to John Lester. By the way, the bottom of the hour is brought to you by International Champions Cup. Get ready for soccer's first tournament of the year. On July 16th, catch the International Champions Cup as SA, as AS Roma battles Chivas de Guadalajara right in their own backyard at SeatGeek Stadium. Get tickets at SeatGeek.com today. And the bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Western Conference champion Chicago Wolves would like to thank the loyal fans for making this 25th anniversary so special. Thank you. 
and see you in October. So Lester yesterday doesn't have it, simply does not have it early, is getting destroyed. He's upset not about the Harrison Bader home run, which was a first pitch pass fastball. He's ambushed. It gets barely over the screen. He's angry that after he walked Paul DeYoung, he loses focus, gives up a hit to Goldschmidt, then ends up behind Marcelo Zuna, 3-0, has to come in, and boom, three-run homer. And he makes the adjustment of pitching to weak contact. I have to survive and go as long as he can. From Jordan Bastion on MLB.com, we learn this. The four-seam fastball from John Lester. You've heard me talk about the four-seamer versus the two-seamer. The four-seamer is straighter. It is a straighter fastball than the two-seamer. At its best, it has a little carry, which is really just the absence of drop. It looks like it stays up and people swing under it or swing through it, as you sometimes hear it. That's the one that you blow by, guys. And even if you're John Lester throwing 90-91, once you've shown them the slower stuff, you can blow your four-seamer by them or freeze them. He threw it 15 times in the first inning. 15 times. Didn't work well, did it? Over the next five innings, he threw it a total of nine times. He went away from the four-seam fastball. He said, screw it. Started throwing more junk. Uh, they were on his fastball. So he threw more cutters. He threw a few more curves than he had been. And it worked like a charm. I love aging pitchers who adjust as their stuff wanes. They need to change what they do, and they find ways to do it. Earlier in the week when I was doing Cubs pre and post, had a chance to talk to John Lester um, in the locker room before the game, and, and he gives us a window into life as one of those aging, developing pitchers. This is John talking about what has changed as he gets older. Routine has definitely changed. I mean, you can't do the things that you once could, uh, the five days in between, but or the four days in between, but... I think that's changed into more of kind of the mental side of the game now. You know, you can't you can't go into the weight room and just pound your head against the wall and, and do all that stuff. So, or, or throw you know seventy pitch bullpens like I used to when I was younger. So now it's more about you know being ready for that next start, um, it, 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 you know, physically and mentally. So you got to really kind of buckle down on that report and buckle down on what you're trying to do. You know, in game adjustments and you know all that stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely changed. I mean, whereas before you were just worried about showing up and, and throwing the ball as hard as you could, mm-hmm. and hopefully you got guys out. So, um, you know, the, the cat and mouse game has definitely gotten more more intense and, and more fun. You know, for me, it's 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 made it more enjoyable as I've, as I've gone along, um, kind of challenge yourself in some other areas that, you know, you, you not necessarily have had, had done when, you know, when I was younger. If you know me, you know what caught my ear, and that's when he said, more fun. I love fun. Fun is king. Fun is king in talk shows. Fun is king in rock and roll. Fun is king in playing sports, their games. Remember, have a good time, and you might concentrate even more. I I believe it. You don't have to. It's fine. But I know a ton of people who also believe it. And if you're enjoying yourself, you are more intellectually and emotionally invested. Aren't you paying attention better? John Lester has to pay attention more. And instead of saying, man, this sucks that I have to do this and change. He's like, all right, this is fun. I can do it this way. Yeah. All right. It's getting into it. That's beautiful. That's that's what you have to do. And I want to know. Maybe I, sh- I got to talk to some of those guys from decades past who were flamethrowers at the beginning of their career and then had to adjust 
to throwing a wide variety of uh, of junk or at least slower stuff as the heat went away. I I personally always think of Frank Tanana and Ron Guidry. Those were my guys that first made me realize what that looks like. But right now you could talk about Zach Greinke, who is incredibly fun to watch and just absolutely brilliant as a pitcher and tactician. You could talk about Adam Wainwright, who we will hear from in the next hour. Adam Wainwright, who can't throw like he used to, but still has that nasty curveball and is just smart as hell as a starting pitcher now. I love that stuff. So there's John Lester enjoying the cat and mouse game, having fun with uh, the necessary development of him as a pitcher with his stuff. All right, later on in the next hour, uh, we will talk about Lucas Giolito. You will hear from Lucas Giolito. Also, we'll talk about young players and when it's right to give up on them, when it's not. This includes one guy. I, I just can't quit him. I cannot quit him. And I, I know I'm not alone. I know very well I'm not alone. Uh, and you'll hear from Adam Wainwright next hour. That's tonight's starting pitcher as the Cubs will try to sweep the St. Louis Cardinals after being swept in St. Louis last weekend, after they themselves had swept St. Louis here at the beginning of May. You follow me? You got all of that? But coming up next, it's our man Chris Kampka, the Sultan of Stat, with nuggets for you on the White Sox and the Cubs right here on Hit and Run on the Score. On the Alpimonte Ford hotline, Alpimonte Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from. We welcome, as we do every week, our guy Chris Kampka, the Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago, who joins us right now with nuggets on Cubs and White Sox. What's up, Chris? Good morning. Hey, man. Glad you're having me on right now because um, I have something to add to the conversation. Good. Hit me. Okay. So let's talk about Cubs bullpen. <laughs> you heard, so, if anybody wasn't yeah. listening mere moments ago, I mapped out my dream, my, my vision for the Cubs shutdown postseason bullpen that doesn't involve Brandon Morrow or Carl Edwards Jr. or Kyle Ryan or probably Brad Brock either. But, um, but go ahead, sir. Allow me to attempt to change your mind. <laughs> okay. so, uh, from May 6th on, of all the pitchers who have faced at least 40 batters, Carl Edwards Jr. leads the majors hmm. with a 116 opponent on base percentage. Wow. 116. That's good. And, and the next best on that list is 165. So there's a there's quite of a big gap there. You know what I do? A, you know what I do with those numbers? I show them to um, to Brian Sabian and the Giants brass as I uh, as I throw him in for whatever they can get away with uh, for a Will Smith trade, I say, look, Carl's Carl's got it. Carl's real, and that way, you know, you go ahead and raise his value. I'm glad his value has been reestablished, and then take him away from Joe Madden's possible circle of trust. That's oh, me. Man. That, that's me. You're, you're hard. You're a hard critic. <laughs> um, I mean, if you were to go the route of OPS, yeah, three eleven. Uh huh. 311 tops the list as well from that same time span. Numbers aren't everything, Kampka. You, you want a guy who shows up on time to work every day and is really reliable, but you don't know what you're getting emotionally in terms of volatility every day? You want that? Well, I mean, in the whole, over uh, over the span of a full month now, yeah, 14 walks, or 14 strikeouts, one walk. Mm. So the walks have been the big bugaboo. They aren't happening. 
So I, I don't know. Uh, Carl Edwards has always had all the talent in the world, mm-hmm. and you've seen him do it, but then you've seen him not do it. But mm-hmm. it looks like he may have turned the corner again. Okay. I, I see. Now you're talking about guys that you don't want to give up on. Yeah. There's a guy that I don't want to give up on. Okay. Who's that? Carl Edwards Jr. Okay, so there it is. Well, I mean, these are the kind of questions, right? Um, And sometimes we're dead wrong, but it's like you watch and you wait and you wait and you wait. I remember my old partner, Barry Rosner, telling me every year that Avisail Garcia was going to do it. He was. And did he ever? Sort of, I guess, Once. right? Once. And, Once. and, and he's, and he's uh, doing looking well now. pretty good this year. Yeah, he is doing well. But, but like, uh, so there's, you know, I no, watch. I get it. Right? I watch I Albert Almora. I watch Albert Almora, and I wonder, like, all right, how long are we going to wait for, like, the full development to see? And he's, he's certainly useful and helpful enough now. And there's, yeah, there's other guys, but you're not done with Edwards. I understand, Chris. Yeah, that's my guy. And mm-hmm. one more note. So we bring in Craig Kimball. Okay. And I concocted a statistic called strikeout to base runner ratio. So every pitcher in major league history with at least 500 strikeouts, Craig Kimbrell tops that list. 1.65 strikeouts for every base runner he's allowed. That includes hits, walks, hit by pitch, and reaches on error. That's an invented stat. That's brilliant. Who who else is in that top five if you even have it there? Okay. Yeah, number two. Uh, So 1.65 for Kimbrell. Number two is Kenley Jansen at 1.59. So wow. he's, he's been one of the all-time greats, and, and you know people may not realize that he's right in front of you. Mm. Uh, third is the role is Chapman at 1.54. Fourth is Dellen Betances at 1.44. Wow. Fifth, fifth might surprise a lot of people. He's a former Cub. Koji Uhara. Wow. You know, that's yeah, 1.29. Koji in his Red Sox years was just absurdly dominant. And only part of he that was. time, only part of that time as a closer, but he walked no one, no one. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I have the, in rounding out the top six is probably the one is the one pitcher that is furthest removed from his major league career. Billy Wagner. Interesting. 1.24. He, he legitimately is probably a top five closer of all time. And does warrant a lot of Hall of Fame consideration. I'm, I'm just curious. That's a really interesting number that you've created. I'm just curious where, if he's on there, Dennis Eckersley is. Because he had some years, man. There was, in terms of walks, Eckersley three different times as a full-time closer walked less than 10 guys in a year. Excuse me. Yeah, I remember that stretch. Se- it was, five, it di- was five, five different times. Five different times. But there was that three years in a row, like 48 saves with four walks. You know? It's just, just. Oh, I remember those seasons. And that's why, well, he didn't quite get there yet, but he was on the verge in 1988. Because mm-hmm. he didn't break out until like the next few seasons. But that's why in 1988, when Kirk Gibson hit that home run, that was the, that was the one moment that I've ever watched in the baseball game that just floored me the most of anything. Well, that's the year that he had he had 45 saves. The ERA was 2.35, you know, and he had how many walks? Oh, he had 11 that year. I mean, he was walking, yeah, he wasn't quite <laughs> to that video game rate, but still, I remember watching those games when I was a kid. He'd yeah. come into the game. game's over. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a guy who can't even walk home run. Yeah. I, I I feel you. All right. Well, I love that. So that that's that's the absurd possibilities of Kimbrel. And I I I'm assuming he's going to be a ninth inning only guy, just because. I so. Right. I I think and and hate it if you if you if you must. And I I certainly wish there was more flexibility. But you know, warm that means warming up twice. It means you know getting uh, getting in a guy's head a little bit. And I, I don't think Kimbrel likes it. So we'll see. 
Yeah. Um, so move, yeah, go ahead. Moving on to the South Side. Yes, sir. Delio, you know. Okay, so you mentioned earlier um, five or fewer hits allowed in each of the last seven. Yeah. Well, let me give you another five or fewer. In each of the last seven Lucas Giolito starts, he's 7-0. and The White Sox have scored five or fewer runs in all seven starts. And yet they've won all of them. And, and yeah, they scored a combined number of 23 runs. Wow. They've averaged about 3.3 runs a game in those starts. Yet they're 7-0 and in them. Because Lucas Giolito has been that good. He is the first White Sox starter to get a win in seven straight decisions while the team scored five or fewer runs in each of them since Black Soxer Eddie Seacott's first 11 starts of 1919. And he had a couple of relief appearances mixed in there, but we're looking just at starts. 11 straight starts of with a win and the White Sox scoring five or fewer runs. And the 11th start of that, 11 straight start of that run was 100 years ago tomorrow. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. In the, in the 100th anniversary of the Black Sox, I love that we got an Eddie Seacott reference in Camp Connections this week. That's awesome. I, um, by the way, I really think, and I've got to develop it a little bit more, um, maybe I'll call Brooks Boyer, but don't you think Black Sox night um, ought to happen? Just go ahead and own your history and you know, I think it'd be fine, right? I mean, let's go ahead. Let's yeah. hand out the mustaches, hand out the fake curly Q mustaches. Let's let's serve uh, drinks and snacks of the time. Have all the ushers in like in in vests and and, and the proper attire. And uh, I'm in. Yeah, right. I'm in for sure. Let's yeah. go. Okay, absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a White Sox symposium later this year. Sabers putting something together. And that should be really fun. Wow, that's cool. So, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, keep an eye out for that for if, you, if you're interested in that. But, yeah, I agree with your idea. <laughs> um, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Hey, embrace it. It's over with. It's not like, you know, they're not doing that now. There's, there's, Nobody's throwing games now. Right. There, it's part there, of the history. There's no Comiskey involved in, in, the, in the ball club anymore, right? I mean. Just the sheer ridiculousness that this actually happened. Yes. I think it's fun to take a moment and look back and say, can you believe this actually happened once? Yeah, and how about this? Um, it, with gambling coming back to MLB, get a jump on reminding people that you were first. You know, <laughs> long before, <laughs> yeah, long before, long before whichever whichever middle reliever making the minimum decides to get in bed with a gambler and walk somebody on four straight pitches, which pays off big. You know, long before that happens, that scandal takes place. White Sox can have Black Sox night and, and, and remind everybody that they got there first. That's a solid idea. I'm behind it. I'm in for whatever I can do to help. <laughs> All right. I'll be in touch. Thank you, Chris. All right. Thanks, Matt. You're the best. It's Chris Kamka from NBC Sports Chicago. Man, that conversation we had with Joe Ostrowski about, about the specifics of gambling and baseball and the eventuality of what it's going to be like. Reminder. That I heard from somebody who is uh, working uh, uh, in in the in the industry very specifically on how it's going to be, and gambling via MLB and whoever they hook up with is going to be available for every pitch, every pitch. That bets are off when the pitcher toes the rubber. What is it in horse races when all the horses are in the gate? I believe when all the horses are in the gate, like you can get a bet in to the very last second till all the horses get in the gate. I believe that's it. I could be wrong. But either way, for baseball, every single pitch, you could bet on a strike. You could probably bet on a curveball 
I think you're going to get a curveball. You could bet on an outcome. Double on this pitch. Five bucks. Double on this pick. Five bucks. You know, you keep putting it down over and over and over, and then it pays off, and you get 70 bucks, and so you, you know, double it down. I mean, can't you see the compulsive, ridiculous addiction that is coming and soon will pervert our national pastime? It's coming. It's going to mean a lot of jobs for people in the industry. I'm ready for it, Speaks. <laughs> I knew it. I'm ready to bet. Damn on a curveball in the fifth pitch of the inning. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Here comes a fifth pitch curveball from you, Darvish. And you can, you can probably bet on that uh, if he doesn't have a good feel for the four-seamer. <laughs> He's going to be throwing the junk, and you can count on that. 670, the score is where you are. Your texts are good today. 670-11, keep them coming. At 6711, keep tweeting us at Matt Spiegel 670. Text her. Buck Weaver's career was ruined. Yeah, let's celebrate. Oh, I'm sorry, the descendants of Buck Weaver listening to the show. Oh, goodness. We're going to talk Lucas Giolito, and we're going to talk about giving up on young players and the one guy I just cannot quit. You'll also hear from Adam Wainwright next hour. Ron Coomer at the top of the 11 o'clock hour on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.